Welcome to Light of Prophecy International. I'm Bogdan, Danny Shinkarenko, and I'm here with Pastor Mike Avalon. It's good to be here once again, and it's exciting to study the Word of God like we've been. Um, I hope it's been a, a blessing to other people as it's been a blessing to us as yeah. we're doing this um, recording. Definitely has been a blessing to me, that's for sure. So we are going to continue Principles of Understanding Bible Prophecy. And um, um, we, we just got into the portion of the study where we're talking about um, different things in your Bible that people need to understand so that they, that they know why they're there and, and the reasons why. And, and also that some of these things that are in your Bible are not inspired. There's men's, um, men have um, done some of these different things in the Bible like punctuation and italicized words and, and different things like this to help us to navigate through the Bible and to understand the Hebrew and the Greek as we read along. But we, we're just gonna continue that study. Let's begin with a word of prayer. All right. Lord, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for being with us thus far. We ask for your presence. We ask for your Holy Spirit on us and everyone listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So, our next topic is italicized words. Italicized words is where we left off. Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> okay, so italicized words. Why... Are there words in your Bible that are italicized? Now, just in case the listener doesn't understand what the word italicized means, it simply means uh, when you're reading along, there's a certain font mm -hmm. in your Bible that the publisher decided to use. And yeah. sometimes it looks a little bit like New Romans in, in, yeah. in a lot of them, and sometimes they look like other ones. But, but when you come across something that is italicized, it has more of a slant to it. It's more squirrely, scur <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. looking, you know, scrolly, I should say, not squirrely, scrolly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and so you, what it's what it's doing is is that the the translators they 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 understood that they didn't want to add or subtract from the word of God according yeah. to Revelation twenty two. So what they did is that they italicized words, you know, unfortunately. The English vernacular does not uh, have the ability that a Hebrew or Greek work ha word has. In other words, uh, when you see a word in Hebrew and Greek, sometimes it takes two to three um, English words to explain that one Hebrew or Greek word. Right, right. So what they did is they put these extra words in the Bible to try to help the reader to understand what that Hebrew word actually means. And most of the time, they did a very good job at it. But there's a few times that they've add, added italicized words that were by human wisdom, yeah. but not by divine. See, and, and this to me is is a familiar topic because um, being being able to speak English and Russian, yeah. people ask me, "Hey, you know, how do you translate this to Russian, or how do you say this this phrase in Russian?" And I'm like, mm -hmm. "I, I can't." You know, <laughs> I mean, it, like what what takes. English three words in Russian is 13 words <laughs> and so basically wow. there's those connection words uh -huh. that that would be italicized where it's it's technically not in the in English for instance mm -hmm. but in Russian you need to add it for this for the phrase to make sense so mm -hmm. it's not word for word translation it is getting the point across but those italicized words are as as we have here I mean I'm looking at chapter 26 of Matthew him 
day at meat, it, 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 there, mm-hmm. unto them, day. It, so basically, it's, it's connecting words. It's things to right. make a sentence make sense mm-hmm. that weren't needed in the Hebrew. Now, now, what I do, Danny, is, is that when I'm studying some, some deep prophecy of the Bible, uh-huh. um, when I'm studying something that Jesus said or, or something that's really critical to our salvation even, uh, what I will do with the King James, and that's the Bible that I stand on because yeah. it's the Protestant Bible, yeah. Uh, the, the New King James, there's a lot of problems with the New King James. I mean, sure. as, uh, theologically, I mean, we, I, had a, I heard a pastor preaching one day where he, uses, he was using the New King James. And the very point that he was trying to make... It just wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. He just, he just skipped over it and kept on going. <laughs> because he realized that, he just told, that, the, that the, uh, the New King James just totally fell flat on its face. Wow. If he would used the King James, it stood on its own. I mean, I was reading along with him, and I was like... Man, if he had the King James, he would have done. He would have done real well on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we need to stay with the King James, is what we talked about before. But, yeah. anyways, um, when when even in the King James, they add these extra words. But the point is, is that when I'm studying something like this, I read the Bible and I skip over the italicized words. I'll read it just as, even if it's really? seen. Yeah, um, it's interesting that um, even the reformers, they realized that, and Alan White talks about this, mm-hmm. um, one of the early Advent um, pioneers. Um, she even talks about, she says that they believed, and, and I've read it for myself, that that the Bible had a hard crust. Mm-hmm. In other words, it was, it was kind of hard to read. Yeah, because this is before the italicized words came along, and before, uh, you know, before all these things that help us now today. Yeah, yeah. but it had a hard crust. But yet, as you read it, there was this soft, soft bread inside. It's yeah, sort of like yeah. it rem- reminds me of artisan bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and it's like who who does not like artisan bread? <laughs> right. Definitely. But but anyways, um, people that. People that want peanut butter jelly sandwiches without crust. <laughs> those, those I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I like the crust. But anyways, um, so the word of, the word of God seems to be a little crusty at times. But mm-hmm. the thing is, if you continue to eat it, it will nourish you spiritually. Yeah. And uh, so the italicized words were italicized words were added by the translators and cannot always be trusted. So we have to check them out. For a ex- good example, Daniel eight eleven. It uses the word the word sacrifice as italicized there, and so the word sacrifice was added by man's wisdom, and it does not apply to the text. So it makes it sound like like it's talking about um, a sacrificial system, when it really wasn't talking about the daily was not a daily sacrifice that it was talking about. It was talking about the daily, the continuance, the perpetualness of of paganism, the perpetualness. Of, of what Christ was doing in heaven, his continuous work. And so what happened is that when the daily, when we look at that word, the daily, it's talking about the perpetual work that Christ was doing in the sanctuary. And Satan on this earth had his continuance or his daily practice of paganism. And what happened is that the papacy, when it came along through Constantine, it destroyed two things. It destroyed... Um, paganism it destroyed paganism because it legalized christianity but when it legalized christianity christianity it literally t- 
took away Christ, took Christ off his throne, and the Pope took his place. Mm-hmm. So what it did is that as Christ was our mediator in heaven, he took Christ out of the equation and put himself on the throne, just like Satan did in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. Mm-hmm. See? And, and this is serious business. Yeah. But if you word the if you use the word sacrifice in that yeah. in that verse, yeah. you real then all of a sudden it changes. You think well, it's talking about some sacrificial system that the Jews were doing. No, 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 that's not what it was talking about. Yeah. So that's that's how serious uh, one added word can change the whole thought of something. So, um, so I mean, what would you say to to those people that that are you know now possibly a bit concerned? Like, well, how do I how do I know what what you know what to trust or what to read into, what not to read into? You know. Okay, it's simple. You go and look up. You go and look up the word, uh-huh. like the word daily. You look at it up, and then you look up the word sacrifice. If the word if the word daily does not have anything in there about sacrifice, then you know that it was added by man's wisdom. Yeah. If you see any word in the Bible that is not in the Hebrew and Greek, and that's why I tell people use your your strong's concordance get in there and and look up the words to see if they're even there it'll if if there is nothing in there it'll show you it's just dot 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 and there's nothing there then you know well that word doesn't is not there so we need to be careful at that point and and read it in context i I think that's where that's where i'm trying to get at is is read it in context it's not Mm -hmm. like it's not like one or two or even all the italicized words are going to take you off the right path. Yeah. As long as you're reading it in context, reading it prayerfully, it, it is what it is. It will mm-hmm. get you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, punctuation. Mm-hmm. Let's let's look at punctuation. Uh, punctuation is not in the Hebrew or Greek, and a lot of people don't realize this. Commas, mm-hmm. uh, question marks, all these kind of stuff. It's not in I the mean, original. We're just, we're just so used to punctuation, I can't even imagine how you. <laughs> How do you read without because punctuation? The, I don't get because it. Because the Hebrews read in context. Wow. By reading in context, they knew exactly what was going on there. Hmm. But I, I thank God for punctuation. It really helps It yeah. helps us. And in Spanish, it's even better. It has the question, if there's a question, mm-hmm. it has the question mark upside down at the beginning to tell you that this is going to be a question. And in English, we have it at the end. It's like, well, thank you for telling me at the end. <laughs> you know? Good old English. <laughs> Good old English. <laughs> So, um, anyway, so uh, a good example is the malefactor that was on the cross. Where do you put the punctuation mm-hmm. in um, in uh, Luke twenty three verse forty three? You want to read that one if you can find that um, Luke twenty three verse forty three. And we're just going to check this out just verse to help 43. people. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise okay so you as you paused for a, a very millisecond there yeah is you pause there because there's a comma right right so where would you put that comma to make it correct according to scripture well according to scripture with, with the preponderance of evidence like we've talked about before um it would be after today okay so he's I just say, saying today say i'm going to tell you something yeah, yeah i'm going to tell yeah. you something today yeah um that what that that the thief on the cross will be with him in paradise someday (laughs) right so i mean it's it's a beautiful thing um and and then of course john 20 verse 17 tells us 
that um, that um, when he saw Mary and Mary saw him, yeah. he says, "Don't detain me. Don't 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 hold don't hold on to me. Don't touch me, um, because uh, I have not ascended to my Father." So it proves it right there that he didn't go to heaven that day with the thief. <laughs> right. So um, that so again punctuation we have to be extremely careful so again they did a very good to, job but most of the time just to just to get this point home okay it you know if if we take if we take the, uh luke 23 43 mm-hmm. at the the way it's punctuated mm-hmm. that would mean jesus would have to be in heaven that day that's right and he was not he was because not because then that would that would uh make you know the three day him being in the tomb and him walking around afterwards and and, and all these other people seeing him it, it would make that of uh you know false i mean he yeah. how how is he in in heaven and still here it 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 just it just the punctuation is obviously that commas in the wrong place. yeah i mean as soon as soon as he got done talking to mary he went to the father and the father accepted his sacrifice he came back down to this earth he showed himself and John says that the, the miracles that took place when he came back, mm-hmm. um, that books, there's not enough books in the earth to, to, to write everything that happened. Wow. And so many witnesses, so many witnesses saw him yeah. and, and, can I, and, and identified who he was. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but we have to put things in its proper order. The thief did not go to heaven. And, and of course, uh, the dead uh, are not resurrected at that point either. Right. So, um, anyways, um, so they, these are things that we have to keep in mind as we read the Bible. Yeah. Make sure that the, I even, I, there was this guy, um, uh, that was writing that about feast days uh-huh. and he's trying to make feast days a, a doctrinal thing in, in his group that he was yeah. teaching. And, and he tried to make one of the Advent pioneers sound like, this Advent pioneer was actually saying that she kept the feast days. You know how he pulled that off? How's that? Punctuated? He he pulled it off by moving the comma over. No. So it made it sound like this early Advent pioneer actually believed in feast days um, when it never. I mean, talk yeah. about dishonesty. There's there's a there's <clears throat> that that is a very serious thing. And there's actually a there's an old old uh, Slavic like a uh, story or legend i guess that mm-hmm. where someone someone was about to be executed mm-hmm. and the execution was stayed but since it was through telegram it it didn't have punctuation and so one word was off and so they <laughs> executed him instead of anyway but um if you have if if any of our listeners have a question about state of the dead uh or actually any other questions i i would like to invite you to um message us on on facebook or instagram or however you'd like mm-hmm. to get a hold of us yeah. Um, and we will, we will get you Bible studies on, on those things because we, we will eventually touch on all these things in yeah. podcast episodes, but right. we're not running through this fast enough. So, um, to cover everything. So if you have a question on anything, yeah, just feel free, feel free to message us and, and we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's important. Okay. So what other books can we study with our bibles well the strongest concordance for one is one of the best i mean you you make sure to get the king james version one mm-hmm. you know so that it lines up with your bible yeah, that's right um that that version carryover ha- has to be there 
it is it's a huge resource i mean it changed it changed my bible studies immensely mm-hmm. because looking at the greek looking at the hebrew it just fills things in so much better and and it it, it definitely is is a good a good resource right. to have right and it helps us in our gold mining oh, we yeah. need to we need to oh, yeah. dig in the word of god like we're digging for gold amen and so uh, these are incredible tools so when you see a word uh, that you don't understand what it means you go to the concordance and you want a deeper understanding of the word. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah you yeah. want a deeper understanding. What is this really trying to say? Um, there's not enough English words. This word is not going to cover it. So yeah. let's go find out what. And you go in there and you find out what that definition of that word in Hebrew or Greek. Oh, yeah. oh my. Sometimes it just explodes your mind in yeah. a, to yeah. a deep understanding of what what yeah. this person was actually trying to say yeah. to us. Um so Strong's Concordance is is huge. Um, For instance, one of my favorites, actually, just to throw that yeah. out there, in uh, in Proverbs it says not to wink with your eyes. That's right. And, it does. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh man, what's wrong with winking with my eyes? You know, I mean, it, it's it's obviously not a salvation issue, but you know, don't don't go around winking with your eyes. What does it mean? I went to the Concordance, and it was a sign of malice. So yeah. it it was like if it, it was it was like giving someone the finger, for instance, in Hebrew times, and so not not necessarily that it was. You you see how it doesn't uh-huh. really change the the your salvation issues, but it does give you a deeper meaning and understanding of what you should or should not be doing. I mean, it, it's it, it's really brilliant, and the concordance is a great resource. What's the yeah. next one, Michael? That we well, can... we're we're actually running out of time oh, here, boy. and yeah. uh, I know time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, um, but um, it's 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 such a wonderful thing to understand these principles because it will help the reader and the studier to to understand these things and make their Bible study more exciting. I mean, I yeah. wish someone had done this for me. Oh yeah, a long back, time ago. I mean, a long time ago, I wish, um, I wish, my big wish is that our pastors will start educating people. Yeah. And, and help them to understand the deep things of God and help them to become incredible Bible students. Yeah, teaching teaching to fish as opposed to giving the fish. Exactly, like the Walden Seas. Those people, yeah. man, they knew the Bible inside and out and they were known for their ability to be able to stand on the Word of God. So, um, as we're coming to an end, let's say a prayer and and close. Dear Father in Heaven, we just ask you, please be with us as we study your Word. Help us to be faithful. Give us your Holy Spirit to help us. And we thank you in Jesus' name.